Hey, On The Clock fans, you're listening to another episode with your hosts Raul Lascano and George Martinez as they square off and tackle all of today's hot topics in sports news, trends, current issues happening locally and nationally, as well as highlighting some of our local student athletes across the Sunshine State. Now, welcome your hosts, Raul Lascano and George Martinez. You're on the clock. What's going on, On The Clock fans? How you doing on this beautiful, beautiful Wednesday, December the 2nd? Uh, we got a great show for you. Very, very special show. I can't believe we have him on the show, George. We have the Kevin Knox from the New York Knicks on the very show, on this podcast. Uh, we got lots to talk to you about the NFL. We got lots to talk to you about what's going on around the world. We definitely have to talk about Nate Robinson still laying on the canvas from Saturday Night's Fight with Jake Paul. Uh, definitely want to recap Tyson versus Roy Jones Jr., which we hope Roy Jones Jr. can pee today. And hopefully it's it's yellow and not red. Because of all the body shots. Uh, and we're going to recap Thanksgiving, man. See how everything was, man. Don't go anywhere. Stay locked in. You're on the clock. George Martinez, what's going up? My right-hand man joining me on On the Clock Radio, man. What's going on, boss? How was Thanksgiving, man? Thanksgiving was eventful. Was it? It was. So every year we go to my, my in-laws, Michelle's parents' house, and, um, you know, her brother brings the kids over. Our kids are there. The whole family's there. And it's a, it's a, it's a full day. But every Thanksgiving I get the pleasure of watching the Cowboys play on Thursday, Thursday night football. <laughs> With the family. With the family. And, yeah. again, I mentioned, I've mentioned this before on other podcasts. They are all, all of them. Wives, right. all of them, huge cowboy fans. I'm a cowboy supporter whenever the Bucks aren't playing. <laughs> what is, so, so what's like your role as a cowboy supporter? Like, what do you you just? Yay, let's go! <laughs> I'm the Tony Romo. Oh, I give analysis. Got it. I give analysis. I give what what they're thinking. You pretend like I'm everything's freaking amazing. They do everything beautiful. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. okay. And (laughs) watching the Cowboys just get destroyed. Bro, self-destructed. Was bad. Bro, I feel bad. You know what I feel bad for? I feel bad for Jerry Jones. I do. And I'm going to tell you why. Any day now, that guy's going to have an aneurysm because of these guys. (laughs) (laughs) Any any fucking day now, he's going to have a stroke because these guys can't get their shit together. It's, it's ridiculous. Oh, it's horrible. How was your Thanksgiving? It was actually pretty good. Uh, I did something I usually don't do um, that I never really do, and you know this. I drank. I uh, I saw your live video. Oh, did you? I did. <laughs> What'd you think? I uh, I thought you were. I knew you were having a blast. Yeah, I was. Way. I was feeling good. There was so we we went to our friend's house. We go every year for Thanksgiving and. Not to make a long story, I'm trying to make a long story short here. Basically, this person that, that he invited, um, him and his wife, they apparently worked at Wet Willie's down on Channelside. So, when I tell you they made the most beautiful, tasteful smoothies I've ever had in my life. <laughs> it was like, yo, this is really good. Like, what? Is, this is banana? Like, there's no way. There's no, this is This is mango. Little did I know that it was freaking probably 90% proof alcohol. Oh, yeah. And I put four away quickly. I'm talking about I had two. And it tastes so good. Bro, they went. It, was, it wasn't like it was a huge cup. I mean, well, okay, it was a red cup. It was a solo cup, red cup. But, bro, it went it was quickly. Two and a half cups down before I even had turkey. <laughs> two, before I even ate food. And I starved myself the whole day. I starved, I starved myself the whole day because... I was like, yo, it's turkey day. Like, I'm not, I'm yeah. not, I ate like a light yeah. breakfast. That was it. And then, boom, two and a half cups I'm in. <laughs> See, so th- that's why I don't drink the fruity drinks. The wife does it. I usually just stick to, to beer yeah, smart. or shots Yeah, because I can taste it. Yeah. If I just went and had fruity drinks, you'd find me passed out at a bar somewhere. Yeah, yeah. It, it hit me hard, bro. I don't know when it hits you. And when it hits you. It all hits you yes. at once. But it sounds like you had a good time, man. I'm I'm glad you had a good time, spent some time with the families and friends. Yep. That was uh, 
That's good, man. That's good. I'm glad. It, it was a little sketchy, too. You, you ever been to, you go to family, so you're good. But if, when you go to friends' houses, it's a little sketchy because you don't know who brought what. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I didn't have initials on the on the platters. <laughs> so I didn't, know, I, didn't, I didn't know who brought the who brought this mac and cheese because this list looks dry as shit. I'm not eating this. <laughs> who, brought, who brought this? Did you bake this? Sweet potato pie because nothing sweet looks about that pie. Like you, you want to, you know what I'm saying? I had to stick to my, but it was all great food, all jerk. Chi- I mean, I've had jerk chicken and jerk pork, and it was freaking amazing, man. It was a great Thanksgiving, bro. It was. Really good. It wasn't so good. Uh, it was a good Thanksgiving, I believe, for Nate Robinson on Thanksgiving Day, and then not so much on Saturday. No, it went downhill. Did you literally. see the whole thing? <laughs> So I didn't see the whole thing. I watched. I watched a couple, a couple clips here and there. I watched the major events that occurred for Nate Robinson. Bro, listen to me, man. First of all, the whole event, the whole thing, from the start to the finish. I kind of like what Tyson's trying to do with this Legends uh, reboot. Legends trying to fight or fill out whatever. I want to see like a. I don't know if you remember what MTV used to have. You remember how MTV used to have like Rock and Jock. Yeah, yeah. I, I would love to see some rock and jock type shit again. You know what I mean? I want to see these guys play softball, flag football, uh, things like that, or like the old Pro Bowl where they used to compete, fastest man. I don't have a problem with that. So the whole thing overall was nice. I have no idea what Nate Robinson, he knew about this fight for six months. There's no way this guy just did not learn defense. Like nobody decided to teach him, put your fucking gloves up. You know what I mean? Like, bro, bro, at one point when he got knocked down the second time, he abandoned all boxing gestures or mannerisms and went straight to street fighter mode. <laughs> Elbows up, luckled up, like, yo, what you want to do, homie? And I'm just like, oh, boy, this is not good. And as soon as I saw him come out and that dude hit him with the overhand right, <sighs> Nate Robinson was knocked out before he hit the canvas, bro. So... Nate Robinson, you know, you know, there's that old Kevin Hart joke when, when he, you know, he's about to fight somebody, he tells me, you want to go night, night. (laughs) So that term has now been redefined. Oh my God. And now it's, do you want to go Nate, Nate? Oh, not night, night, Nate, Nate. (laughs) I love it. I love it. went to sleep. Oh, before he, so imagine, because again, this guy has created so many memes. He has now replaced Jordan, the crying Jordan that is that is still used today. The funniest one I saw was him laying next to Manny Pacquiao. That <laughs> shit was hilarious. Well, so, you know, there's that one. There's the fact that he was wearing Knicks colors. Oh, and it's like, come on, now you're bringing disgrace to the New York Knicks. Right. We man. got Kevin Knox on the show later. <laughs> you know what I mean? He's wearing those, like, as he's going down, you, you know, uh, you people that listen to TikToks and stuff, I, I've, I've seen the video a couple of times now. You know that, that song that says, oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. Yeah, oh, so no, as no, Nate, no. <laughs> it's going down. What is he thinking? I mean, he's not thinking a whole lot because he's knocked out. But Bro. he went to sleep. There was a, there was for a second there during that, during that situation, I was concerned. I was too. He looked like he was unconscious, especially when they're not professionals and they get hit like that. You're like, bro, you know, you're not. I mean, I guess no boxer's is really trained to get knocked out, but like at least, bro, he didn't he know how to fall. That that he was knocked out in the air, bro, hands down, just looking all crazy and silly, man. Like, bro, that's what. That's not a good look. It's not a good Nate, look. Nate. Yeah, he went Nate Nate, man. I'm gonna tell the kids that too. <laughs> Hey, you know it's time. You know you got to go to bed. It's time for Nate Nate. It's time for Nate Nate. It's time for Nate Nate. You sleep just like him too, on the belly, <laughs> on the belly, head down. That's it. What the And then you know the dude, Jake Paul, his brother. I don't know if he's older or younger, but Logan Paul, for like five months now, he's been calling out Mayweather. He has. I did. I read that. <sighs> Why? Why do you? So let me ask you this question. You're on the clock here. Let me ask you this question. Would you rather get knocked out by Mike Tyson or have to fight 12 rounds with Mayweather? Mayweather. Or had, Mike Tyson. I had people tell me this. People said the same thing. This is my answer. I'd much rather get knocked out by a 5'10", 225-pound heavyweight boxer than have to go 12 rounds with a 5'6", midget, 
and have him rapidly beat my face in for 12 rounds. <laughs> At least with Tyson, it's over in 30 seconds. I might have brain damage for 10 years, but it's over. I don't have to go 13 rounds, 12 rounds, and then look at the interview, and when my face is swollen up and nose busted and lip, and I was like, what, what was the plan going into the fight? Fucking survive. That's what the plan was. I was trying to survive, for Christ's sake. And I got my ass whipped by a 5'6 fucking midget. I would, hate, I would be more pissed than that than, you know, it's an honor to get knocked out by Mike. You know what I mean? Like, it is It is an honor to get, to, to get knocked out by Mike. My thinking of it is, you know, with Floyd being such a defensive boxer, if I come out aggressive early on, either A, I get knocked out, to your point, right? Or two, he becomes defect, d- defensive and decides to, to dance around the ring for 12 rounds. I get minimal damage, so get a paid and get out of there. I think he dances and uses defense. When it's an actual boxer. That's true. When it's my Cuban bald-headed ass in the <laughs> ring, I feel like he has no fear, and he's just but, wailing on me. But, he, but again, to the knockout point, do you think Floyd hits harder than Tyson? No, absolutely not. I think Tyson then, hits then harder. I'd rather get knocked out. I'd rather get knocked out by Floyd Mayweather. <laughs> no, a knockout's a knockout. Okay? A knockout's a knockout. You have one. One's going to put you in brain damage, like you said. Mayweather hasn't knocked anybody out for like 30 years, 20 years. My point. I don't My want point. I don't want to get knocked soft out. Knockout. I don't, <laughs> I don't think it's, knockout. I think you look like the guy that's like, yo, Mayweather knocked you out. Like, what a soft chin. Tyson hits me. It doesn't matter if I'm in shape or not. The same <laughs> result. Yeah, I'm going to I'm going to die on the ring and get $10 million. I love it. I'm not doing it. I don't care what he says. But again, I think the whole thing was nice, I, and it was nice that they ended in a draw. I guess, yeah. I I, I hated it. Yeah, I hated looking the draw. looking back on, it, I'm like, I, I I don't know why I thought there'd be a winner. Of course, they would call a draw. Like you know, what I mean, like we're, this is a draw, no matter who fights. I feel bad for Roy Jones Jr. I don't think he has any organs today. Those body <laughs> shots, Jesus Christ! So th- there was a photo that was taken at the end of the match. That showed the two of them, you know, the the celebrity judge or whoever it was that was in the ring with them holding each other's arms. And Roy looked like he had gone through hell. He had Mike internal Tyson, bleeding. Mike Tyson had to look like he was ready to go another three rounds. Bro. And it also looked like Mike Tyson look. was just holding back. He was carrying Jones a little bit. There was there was a couple of times that he could have really unloaded on him. Like and I felt like Roy Jones was grabbing like, bro, what the what the Come on, man! Shit, what are <laughs> you doing? Do yeah, what are you doing? You signed the contract my kids too. Been watching this. <laughs> Come on, man. Come on, bro. My kids are old enough to realize what's gonna happen here. Don't Nate Nate me. Don't don't freaking Nate Nate me, bro. Don't, don't Nate Nate me right now, man. Can don't you do imagine? It. Can you imagine going back to your kids later if you if you do go Nate Nate and and, and imagine what your kids would tell you? You got knocked out, Dad, bro. What do you like? You know my kids. You know my kids. Oh, I got I got a nineteen, thirteen, and a ten year old boy. Bro, if I sit there and said, just like Kevin Hart did, hey man, go out there and take out that trash. Shut the fuck up. You want to go Nate Nate? You, you want to go Nate Nate Dad? You want me to go get Nate? You want Nate Nate? You want to go Nate Nate? <laughs> you know what? Give me that goddamn trash. I'll take out the trash. <laughs> you were something else. I'll take out the goddamn trash. That's now, what's uh, apparently happen. Nate Robbins was a good sport about. It. He was back on social media. The next day, back in his group chats, accepting the clowning and and the memes and and all th- everything that came along. He's with. better than me. I deactivate my account. There's no way. <laughs> deactivate my account and move to Greece and pray nobody had internet over there. <laughs> Get rid of my phone number. Oh God, all of it, all of it's gone. How do you? And again, you know, valid effort for going. To, you know, anybody that steps into a ring, whether it's octagon or actual boxing ring, you know, kudos to them. I still don't want to get knocked out. No. Not now, like do that. you think Mike Tyson fights again? Bro, I think he fights Holyfield. Holyfield what? called him out on social media saying oh, that let's no. do a real fight. Let's have a real, like a real fight with actual real consequences. I'm like, oh, A winner and a loser. Bro, let it go. He bit your ear. It's fucking over. <laughs> <laughs> you won the fight, but he's, come on, man. Because, you know, honestly, you you know, we're watching two older guys, even though Tyson is in the shape of like physique wise, like amazing. It is two older guys, man. And 
I don't. Could you imagine? Okay, could you imagine Roy Jones, Roy Jones Jr. getting knocked out the way Nate Robinson did by yeah, Mike Tyson? Oh, that, that would have been bad, bro. You, there's the consequences with this. He's not going to recover for something like that, man. No, brain damage for sure. And and who you're sit there and tell me you're not going to? And this is messed up. I'm going to go to hell with gasoline draws on. Tell me you don't <laughs> laugh at freaking Roy Jones Jr. if he miss has like a speech impediment after that kind of bro, uh, kind of hit that Robinson took. Yeah. You kind of do a little you're, bit. You're gonna be messed up, man. You can't do it. No, All you can do is body shots, man. But it was good watching it, man. I hope they do something else. I hope they, you know, I hope it's just not boxing all the time. I hope they have like something else uh, planned, like a softball game or something. You know what I mean? That would be fine as long as Snoop Dogg is the commentator. Oh God, because that guy was hella funny. Jesus, the entire time. Him, him, and Tony Romo need to do commentating together. There you go. That would be ESPN, NFL, find a way to make this right. happen. When Nate Robinson got knocked down the second time and he started singing church hymns, <laughs> oh, Jesus. I was like, oh, my God. Yo, they all see it coming. He's going to get knocked out. Yeah. But, yeah, I agree with you. It would be great to have Snoop Dogg uh, do some commentating, especially in the NFL because there's some crazy – Commentating going on over there. Terrible. It's horrible, man. The whole NFL is 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 horrible this season, man. You know what I'm saying? We we're still waiting, which I believe tonight they play, right? Pittsburgh and the Ravens. They do tonight. Tonight, tonight. Finally, finally. From this game was originally supposed to be played on Thanksgiving. Yes, they got moved from Thanksgiving to Friday, or my apologies, to Sunday. Yep. From Sunday to Monday. From Monday to Tuesday. And now from Tuesday to Wednesday, and they still do not have an all clear to play. I, I don't because know. You think they get it? The Ravens had two positive tests last night. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. So, again, they've gone all these days. The NFL has had been on this game will happen on on Wednesday. Yep. We'll see. Do you remember who you picked? Because this, this game is still part of our pickums. Do you remember who you picked? Yeah, I, I took I took Pittsburgh. Yeah, we both did. We both yeah, took yeah, Pittsburgh because so. the half the Rav, the half the Ravens team is uh, what do you call it? replaced by yeah JV JUCO kids. Like, there's nobody playing for them, man. Thank we, goodness I had other players on my team this week to help me beat Grizz in our OTC league. Oh yeah, I didn't even need Lamar Jackson. Beat him by thirty. Oh, I know he was. You know what I picked up? You know I picked up. Who's it? Daniel Jones. Oh, you took him. That's who I picked up and played for the week because I, I I didn't know if Lamar Jackson was going to play or not. I didn't know the game was going to happen or not. Right. Rather get some points and no points. I know it's smart. It's smart thinking because you don't. Who knows if they play still? And and again, how much longer do you think this goes on before the NFL shuts it down? Do you think the NFL ever shuts it down or no? I think it'll happen. I think within the next month it'll happen for sure. Here's the thing: if it happens during the regular season. Two extra teams are going to make the playoffs. It was a revision that was done to the CBA agreement for this year that they'll allow eight teams instead of seven right. to enter the playoffs. So 16 of the 32 teams will make the playoffs if, for some reason, a game gets canceled. Right. Any game. They can be two teams that aren't going into the playoffs. Right. And their game gets canceled, it'll automatically trigger because of the all the other scenarios that go on. So I think the NFL is really trying to avoid that. Right. Uh, we'll see if they're successful in it. Um, but I think it's only a matter of time, especially now that we get into the cold months. That's when COVID is due to spike up again. It, it's, a, it's a cold weather kind of virus. You know, hopefully everybody stays safe out there and, and wear your mask, people. Please. And, and protect yourself so that, you know, you stay safe during this winter season. I, I know, man, because it's going to affect so much more, man. We... we, we I don't think I don't know if they I don't know if they get through these through December. Everybody's telling me, yeah, it's a business, it's money, they're gonna get through with it. But bro, I, I don't know the way these numbers and everybody's spiking. Half the freaking Baltimore Ravens are done. It's just a matter of time for somebody else. Christmas is coming back, or Christmas, I believe Christmas week is NBA. They're coming NBA back. NBA kicks off. Yep. How's well, that yeah, gonna happen? You, you already had you already had two Warriors yesterday, December first. Test positive. Yep. yep. As, as training camp was opening back up for them. Exactly. Exactly. And again, I mean, since we have Kevin Knox on the show today, I really want to ask him, you know, what's going to happen? What's going to go on with that? Um, 
Which, by the way, man, I know he's excited. I oh, know he's excited God. to be back. Be how back how excited? How, how excited is it have Kevin? And people don't know like how far back Kevin Knox goes back to the show with us. You coaching against his father, watching him play. I literally can't believe that you know. At one point in my life, I saw Kevin Knox on a seven on seven game, <laughs> and everybody's like, "Yo, Kevin, you can't play." And I'm like, "Oh, that's so sad that I let this kid play." Like, yo, you're gonna be going to the NBA, man. Stop. He was like 16, 17 years old. He has no. I'm sure he doesn't remember that. But, bro, it's it's literally. They told him, "No, you're going to the NBA." And, I, and in my mind, I'm like, NBA, come on, guys. And look at me eating my words now. He's a freaking <laughs> NBA, freaking star. Going into third year. Going into third year. It's it's and it's awesome, man. I can't I can't believe he's going to be here, man. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be really good, man. Let me ask you this really quick, George. Really quick, if you had to watch any fight between any celebrity. Real quick, I know this is a crazy transition, but if you had to watch any fight between any celebrities, who would you want to watch fight? Oh, man. If I had to watch a fight between any celebrities. And, and they have to fight. They have to make, they have to do, like, they're fighting. There's no, once you call them out, <laughs> these two have to fight. Who do you think? Have to happen. Yeah. I'm going to go with the wild one here. I'm going to go with Kevin Hart and David Chappelle. In a, in a, in a box. Wow, that's a good one. Yeah, some crazy jokes are coming out of that one. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well. And I feel like Dave Chappelle wins because they're off of reach. <laughs> yeah, that alone. <laughs> How about you, dude? If I had to watch two people fight, if I had to watch, you're gonna love this. And I would want to watch Troy Aikman versus uh, his co-host Buck. Uh, <laughs> what's this called, man? I want to see his co-host, him and Buck, freaking fight the commentator, two commentators. They're too nice to each other. Joe Buck. Joe Buck. They're too nice to each other on the air. And like, there's got, oh God, and I think they're just really good friends. You know, I want to see them fight. You know each other. who else I want to see fight? Who? Because they're always going at it. Stephen A. Smith and Max Kellerman. You know what? That's actually good. I don't think Max can fight. I don't think Max can either. I don't think Stephen can do it either. <laughs> he's, he's, he's horrible. <laughs> but that's actually a really good matchup. That'd be, that'd be really good. Yeah, that'd be really nice to watch. You know who I would like to watch yeah. also? Pat McAfee versus freaking... Uh, it doesn't matter. Pat McAfee. Give Pat me Pat Ma- McAfee. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Pat McAfee kills everybody. I agree. Everybody. I agree. I think he kicks the shit out of people. But I would love to see some celebrity fights like that. Like celebrity death match when they used to do the clay thing, whatever, on MTV. But actually, really, two celebrities fighting. That'd be <laughs> freaking awesome to get us through this COVID shit. Just to that'd entertain nice. us. Yeah. Yeah, that'll be good, man. Hey, but so, George, are you okay from your Bucks and the Chiefs? I was hoping we'd make it through a show. With I, you know what? And and, and I, I could see it in your face like, oh, we went to the break. He's not going to talk about it. <laughs> no, 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 my friend. We're going to talk about it real quick. What what do you, what's, what happened with your guys? What's the breakdown? What's the problem? Because I got my theories. So, so everybody's going to say that it's Tom Brady this, Tom Brady that. We have been a notorious slow starting team this year. So, and, and, and again, I like to give you facts. I like to give you stats to support my theories. We give up an abundance amount of yards to Tyreek Hill on, on Sunday. An abundance? That dude literally lives in 813 zip code right now because Jesus he racked him up. Eric, oh my God! In the uh, yeah, who's number twenty four again? Game, who's number twenty four again? Carlton Davis. Jesus Christ! Or uh, Sean Bunting, whichever one. There's two of them Did, that work. Bro, if so. anybody was on the bubble to get cut, it's those guys. It's literally those guys. Stay with me. Stay with me. Here. Yeah, go ahead, bro. The Bucks ended up shutting out the Chiefs in the second half. You walk into halftime thinking it's going to be a blowout. The Bucs are going to be in this game, yada, yada, yada. And rightfully so. We should not have been in this game. To lose by three and to give in the second half adjustments that our defense was able to make. So as great as Tyreek Tyre Hill played in that first quarter, had over 200 yards receiving in one quarter, which is silly. He had 60 yards the rest of the game. So we were able to contain him so to say. Patrick Mahomes had about 300 yards passing at halftime ended the game with just 347. So in the second half, the Bucks played better defense 
to me, we, we, we don't do a good job of game planning during the week. And I think that's on both sides of the ball. Whatever game plan we start the game with goes out the window by halftime. You saw it against the Chiefs. You saw it against the Rams. You've seen it against uh, teams that are 500 or better as far as their record is concerned. And I think the same thing goes to the offense. We try to run the ball. We don't, we don't stick with it long enough. We can't play action pass. We don't play action pass, which is what Tom Brady's strength is is being able to play action pass and then throw the ball short to intermediate, not 65-yard bombs 19 times a game. And, you know, Bruce Sanders came out this week and said that, no, Brady calls the place. This guy is going to become a laughingstock. And when, and when I say this guy, I'm talking about Bruce Aarons because all he is doing is deflecting blame. As a leader, and you know this role, you were in the military for, for, for a ton of years. As a leader, you always take responsibility. No matter well, if it's always. your fault or not. Always. You always take responsibility. You keep the pressure off of your guys because you don't want your guys feeling that pressure day in and day out as they're preparing, as they're playing, as they're dealing with the media. All this guy's done is say, nope. You get the blame. It's almost like Oprah. You get the blame. You get the blame. You get the blame. You all get the blame this week, right? And it's almost like every week it's something different he chooses to blame on, you know, versus, you know, oh, you know, the, the, the guys just aren't getting together well enough. There's no chemistry there. Then Tom Brady's doing his own stuff, this, that, and the other. And he's, you know, oh, he throws the deep ball great in practice. Somehow he can't throw it great in a game. Oh, he's getting confused by coverage. Yeah, <laughs> all kind of low blows. Yeah. Yeah, that, that yeah. all goes against the pedigree of what a Tom Brady guy is. You know, are we wasting Tom Brady right now? Absolutely. So I, I agree with you on some of those points. Some of them I don't agree with you. I, I'm going to tell you now, man, I, I do agree with you about the Bruce, him deflecting. I, I agree that, that that's that's not cool. Whatever's going on, whatever's happening in the Bucks, you keep that internal. You don't, you don't, you don't air out your laundry. People think that, no, he's just being honest. Well, you're being too honest. You're going to be so honest, you're going to be – Honestly, out of a fucking job if you keep doing that. Um, I think I think Tom is calling all the plays. I think he. I've been. I told you he was going to do it. I told you he's not going to listen to Byron Leftwich. He's not going to run his playbook. He's not going to care to do it. Um, and I think he's trying to teach these guys on the fly during game day what he wants done. I don't think they're. they're I agree with you about the game planning. It doesn't look like they've. Sat down and thought about all these different scenarios. It looks like they're all just, hey, this is what we're running this week. This is what we got going on. And that's not what Tom's used to. So Tom's used to having a playbook and then every week having added plays, decreased plays, but these are the plays we're running every single week. You know what I mean? And he's, I don't think that's happening in Tampa. I think he's literally just winging this shit. And some of it works out, some of it don't. Your first drives look amazing. They look scripted. They look like this is what we're doing. Boom, 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 boom. You execute them very well and then you score. But again, bro, coming out the second half, I do, yeah, the Chiefs stunk it up offensively. But I don't know if they were stinking up because of the adjustments the Bucks made or because they were trying to a lot of unusual shit um, in that second half that I think they were like, yo, stop doing this. Let's let's go back to what was working. But by that time, the Bucs did figure it out. And I think they kind of, I don't know, they played into the hands of what the Bucs were doing. I saw a couple times Mahomes running for his life and three straight passes in the red zone. He threw them away. Um, and only two guys were running routes. So I don't know. Whatever's happening in the Bucks, I don't think Bruce should be airing it out. I think Tom needs another year to teach his receivers, which I was telling you, you might have a great all these weapons. But if they can't think like Tom does, then there's a problem. Tom Brady's used to doing hand signals, but not signals where you know what's going on. He does like little flickers. He touches his face mask. He, he, he moves his hands a certain way. They're all signals telling receivers what to do. That's what Tom's been doing in New England. That's why everybody says it's so hard to learn New England playbook because I don't think there is a playbook. I think it's literally just Tom doing what the hell he wants to do. And everybody's like, okay, yeah, I know what that means, so I'm just going to do it. I'm not going to argue. I'm not going to think. Tom says run this. This is what I'm running. That's why you see a lot of miscues with his receivers. You know, he they, some guys are trying to, you know, they're supposed to run banger routes. Some of them bender routes. They're not running any of those routes. They're not running option routes. Um, I know for a fact the, the New England Patriots used to have this route called the stopper, right? The stopper was a 25-yard hitch. I swear to God. 
you like you look like a goal. You're running as deep as you can, and then you just stop the 25 yards, and the ball's coming out. I, I think these are things that they they used to do in New England. He's trying to teach these guys, but it's all on game day. It's not what they've been doing the whole week. You know that makes sense. So they don't have the reps to to memorize. So it just looks it looks messed up. And when you give a quarterback freedom to throw, well, what does a quarterback want to do? He wants to throw the ball. He's not going to run the ball. You right now, you guys are going through the Dan Marino phase. Is what I like to call it. Dan Marino would get a play call for running the ball, and he just canceled that shit. He's throwing to Duper. He was throwing to Clayton. He was throwing OJ McDuffie. Like he was done. Like what? What? Fucking run the ball? No. That's why no running back ever wanted to go to freaking Miami. I got to be behind Dan Marino. Who's going to tell me screw off? We're not giving you the ball. He's going to throw it fifty times a game. Okay, fine. Elway was the same way, and Jim Kelly was the same way until Jim Kelly figured, well, let me give the ball to Thurman Thomas, but Thurman Thomas would fumble that motherfucker in a Super Bowl <laughs> <laughs> four or five times. And Jim and, and Elway didn't get with the system until he got Terrell Davis, and they were like, listen to me, you want to win football games, we got to hand it to this guy. We got to hand it to this guy, and then you throw 15 times a game, we're going to win the Super Bowl. And he got with it. This is what Brady and your Bucks are going through right now. Oh, they, it, He's got the freedom, the green light, do what he wants, and Bruce is not controlling the ship anymore. <laughs> Literally, literally not controlling the ship. Let's hope this bye week we're on this week cures some of that and we're able to to get back into it. Can you imagine the magnitude if you guys come off a bye and lose? Could you do you understand the ramifications that are gonna happen in your organization if Especially you lose? We, we play the Vikings. <laughs> Listen to me. Back. Yeah, you, you do play the Vikings, and that's not an easy team. It's not. They're yes, scrappy little Cook. sons of bitch, and Davin Cook runs like a son bitch. You know what I'm saying? If the if you guys win that game, it's because Kirk Cousins doesn't play very well at the quarterback's position because they're going to run the ball very well. Um, well, see, because the, the Bucks are pretty good at stopping the run. We've they, been, and they are. Your D line is nice. No matter no matter who we played, what what back we play, we've been able to do that pretty well. So we'll see. Okay, I'm ready for it, man. I can't wait to see this Minnesota in two weeks, Minnesota and. And you guys square off on the clock, fans, like we've been promising you. No more further ado. No more waiting. It's our guy. We have him here for you. Tampa's very own, homegrown. Um, you know him just by just by looking at him, but I'm going to tell you who it is. Man, we got Kevin Knox from the New York Knicks. He is on the radio with us. What's going on, Kevin? How you doing, sir? I'm doing good, man. How are you? I, I, I'm doing fine, man. I've never spoken to an to an NBA player ever, you know what I'm saying? Not even through Twitter or nothing like that. So I'm super excited to talk to you, man. Uh, I don't, you probably don't remember, which is, is okay, and, and I understand how busy you are. I remember watching you play 707 at Progress Village um, and everybody telling you, do not do not play the 707. <laughs> you have a career. Do not come out here <laughs> and play. Hey, for real, I don't remember, I don't remember that. Yeah, that man. You, a long time ago. I don't, I don't want to put your business out there. It was a long, long time, long, long, long time ago. I don't want to put no business out there. There's a few friends out there that were playing uh, for G&G and things like that, and you were out there just chilling and, and relaxing, and you were catching footballs a little bit. Um, and I remember seeing, I was like, oh, man, that's, that's definitely an NBA prospect. <laughs> like, look how tall this yeah, guy man. is. I love playing football. Football is my first love, man. That's what I grew up playing, and I just, you know, made that transition over to basketball. Well, rightfully so. I mean, I don't think it, I think it worked out perfect. I don't think it worked, I think it worked out just fine. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, no, I worked out perfectly fine, perfectly fine. <laughs> right, man. So listen, man. I, I'm I want to start, you know, make it personal, man. How have how have you been? How's your family? I know COVID's got us all freaking having like a six-foot stick in our car and freaking poking people like, don't stand near me in the grocery store. But how have you been, man? How's, how's everything going? Uh, yeah, I've been good. I've been just working out a lot over the summer, uh, spending a lot of time with family uh, in the off-season. Uh, you know, with the season hitting kind of short and starting late, I've gotten a lot of opportunity you know, to spend time with my brothers and my little sister and spend time with my mom and dad. So, you know, it's always good to do that. And I've just really been in the gym just making sure that I'm getting better, getting ready for the upcoming season. And that's what's up, man. I know I know, uh, I know. know it must have been crazy, man, you know, because we were all – I mean, <laughs> that's how this podcast got started. Me and George got freaking quarantined at our houses, and we're like, okay, well – I want to talk to other people besides just you, bro. <laughs> like, this, yeah. this is boring, man, but uh, that's good, man. I, I had a question for you, man, that I ask a lot of kids and I ask a lot of people that move on to, to you know, college and the NFL and then NBA. Man, listen, 
What was it like playing in your very first NBA game? Describe. I know we don't have crowds now, but back then, man, I know it must have been electrifying. Were you nervous? Talk talk me through it, man. Yeah, I mean, Madison Square Garden is obviously one of the most oracle arenas uh, in the NBA. So, I mean, I, I got a blessing, you know, get drafted by the Knicks and be able to play in that arena, you know, uh, half of the season with home and away games. But, I mean, just playing MSG, I mean, it's just electric every single night. Fans going to come out and show support. They show love. I mean, it's, it's a great atmosphere. I mean, all the NBA players in the league love playing the Madison Square Garden. So, you know, everyone's coming to put on the show. So, it just makes the game very interesting. You know, we have a lot of, you know, stuff on the Jumbotron and throwing towels. And, you know, it's just a, it's just a great, great uh, atmosphere at MSG. So, in my first game, I definitely was nervous. I was definitely nervous uh, playing the Madison Square Garden my first game. But, you know, after you get that first shot up, kind of the butterflies and the nerves kind of go away. That's good, man, because I, I – now, me and George, you know, we, we go back with your father, and, and you know, I remember how he was coached. I remember seeing you on sidelines with him and stuff. So I, I'm, <laughs> I remember watching your first game. I remember watching the first game, and I know this is going to sound crazy, man, but the first thought I had was – I wonder how he's going to handle Spike Lee. Like, that's what I, I was thinking about. I was like, oh. <laughs> is, is he intense over there, man? Is he, is he too much or what? Nah, I mean, he, he's pretty cool on the sidelines. He came to a few games last year, you know, uh, before Corona, you know, walk over there, dab him up, he say good luck, you know, have a conversation. But, I mean, he's a diehard Knicks fan, so every time he gets to come to the game, I mean, you know, you always want to put on a show. Oh, absolutely, because you – you don't want him yelling at you up and down the court. <laughs> like, you know I mean? like, oh, yeah. No, I definitely don't want that. Right, right. <laughs> so, so, Kevin, with, you know, basketball camp, you know, I was reading starts on December 2nd. First preseason game for you guys kicks off December 11th. I know you must be excited to get back out there with your guys and get out there. What is – I know you guys have signed some guys this year as well. I know you, got, you guys are returning about five – of the guys from, from last year, talk a little about, you know, that chemistry that you guys are looking to establish and, and given this kind of COVID environment that you guys are in, how do you guys build that brotherhood and, and that, you know, camaraderie with each other here before you guys get going? Oh uh, yeah. I mean, we, you know, last year we brought in a lot of, a lot of different players as well. And uh, this year, you know, they kind of, you know, brought in a whole new coaching staff and, and brought in, you know, new players. So we can definitely during training camp, you want to, you know, get the chemistry and get, you know, get everyone kind of going along. It's kind of a, a really fast turnaround with everything with the season and then training camp and the season coming up like a week after start with preseason games. So we definitely kind of got to build that chemistry in the short time we have. And, you know, we have really haven't been able to work out with each other's facilities because, you know, with the coronavirus and, and everything that's going on. So, I mean, it definitely we start December 1st and the first preseason game is December 11th. So, we got 10 days to really kind of get that chemistry going. Now, I, I was looking through, and I know R.J. Barrett went to Duke. You, you know, went to Kentucky and balled out. Do you guys have a little, you know, it, between the two of you each year about who's going to beat who during the game? Do you guys sit down and watch it together? Do you guys have any friendly bets you guys do for those games? You know, he, he can't. His, you know, my last two, really my last two, three schools came down to Duke as well. So, I mean, when, that, when we played, when they played, Kentucky, the year before he came to the Knicks, they kind of blew them out by, it was bad, like the first game of the season, they blew them by about 30. Every time we talk about Kentucky during the season last year, he always talked about that same game where they blew us out <laughs> by 30. So I'm waiting, I'm, waiting, I'm waiting for the rematch. I'm waiting for the rematch so I can, so Kentucky can, can get a win over Duke. So, you know, I can go back and talk to trash. But ever since they beat, they beat uh, Kentucky by 30, man, I've been here every single day of practice. <laughs> Yeah, he likes to remind you about it. Yeah, he's got to poke the bear a little bit. That's messed up, man. And then we got some new. Then we got a new Kentucky coach with a new Kentucky player as well. So I'm definitely gonna hear more and more now. <laughs> oh man, now, now it's three on one. Right, right, right. Yeah. So, so Kevin, I know you know you've made a lot of headlines. You know, so far in your young career, all great ones. One of the biggest ones that, you know, when I saw this happen and I saw it on TV, I kind of jumped up. I was like, oh shit, here we go. You dunked on Ben Simmons. Oh, nasty. And it was it was Oh a yeah, yeah. Listen, one man. of my favorite plays. Yeah, I hope Ben doesn't I hope Ben well, I don't think Ben listens to the show. show. Yeah, I don't think he listens to the show, so we're good here. We're we're, we're fine with Ben, but yeah, that was that oh, was yeah, no, that was pretty nasty, man. Oh yeah, so, man. That was man, that was that was that was crazy, especially with the fans going crazy after and everything. I mean, that definitely was that definitely was something that I'm always gonna remember. I mean, there was no hard feelings after. I mean everyone right. you know has you no 
getting blocked out, getting dunked on. So I talked to him after. I mean, he made a little joke and then started laughing. But we dapped it up and moved and kept it moving. This is how basketball is. But well, I was definitely one of my favorite plays, though. Well, listen, man, that was the talk in the barbershops, in the mall, at freaking football game. Like, that was the talk. Yo, did you see what Kevin did to Ben Simmons? Like, that's, <laughs> that was, like, the talk the next day, man. Like, yo, did you, did you see this highlight right here? Or did you see what happened? You know what I mean? And it was, you know, good for Ben being, you know, cool with it. You know what I mean? Because it does happen. It's like football. Everybody's going to get trucked once in a while. If you play defense, you're going to get trucked once in a while. You know what I mean? You're going to get mossed one time. Yeah, it's going gonna, it's gonna to happen. It's going to happen in the game of basketball. You're going to get a little crossed up, a little dunk on, block side. I mean, it's going to happen. You just got to be able to keep keep it going and move and, and keep moving forward and move on to the next play. I mean, we ended up losing that game, actually. So, I mean, uh, I, yes. had a, I had a highlight play where he actually won the game. Right, right. So, okay, I get, I get what you're saying. We got, I got the battle, but he won the war. Yeah, yeah. I, you're right. You're right. So, Kevin, as you get ready for you know the 21, 21 season here when it kicks off, like you mentioned, December 11th, you guys have your first preseason game. What are some of the things you've been working on here in the off season as you get ready going to year three? I mean, going in, going into year three. I mean, I'm just really just looking forward. You know, just really getting out there and just doing what I've really been working on all summer long. You know, I'm really looking forward to getting out there, really just expanding my game and showing uh, the people. You know, I've had a really, I had a really you know, up and down second year, but I'm really ready to show everyone what I've really been working on and really work, uh, what I'm about in my third year. That's what's up, man. That's what's up, man. It's like that song, "You Want Shooting with Me in the Gym," <laughs> Drake. That's what's up, man. Nothing wrong with that. Oh, that's, that's a classic, classic Drake song. Right, right. <laughs> <It is>. You <laughs> want to shoot with me in the gym? But hey, man, I, I got to ask you something. Taking you back a little bit, bringing you, bringing you back a little bit. Going back to your days at, at TC, at Tampa Catholic, I, I wanted to ask you, man, because what made you pick Kentucky over Duke, and maybe some of the other schools as well? Because there's a lot of great schools uh, that that have basketball, man. So what was what was some of your decision making going into that? Yeah, man, it was it was a very tough decision. Uh, I, I think my mom and my dad really helped me with that whole process uh, because it was definitely tough. I mean, I had a lot of great schools that I had the opportunity to really go to and play for and a lot of great coaches uh, that actually came and watched me play, came and sat inside my house and really got to talk to them and see how their whole mindset and what, how they think the game of basketball. So it was definitely a blessing with that. But ultimately, I really chose Kentucky just because, I mean, I just – really felt that they was really going to push me and get me to that next level. Uh, Coach Powell and uh, Kenny Payne and uh, Coach Barber, they really did a good job, you know, just really showing support. And, uh, you know, I went up there on a couple of visits and seeing how they really worked and how they worked hard and this history of getting guys to the league. So I think that's kind of one of the – really one of the main reasons why I chose Kentucky um, over the other schools. The last one I got for you here is I know recently, you know, Kentucky Men's Basketball Daily, you know, put a post out and I saw you you reshared it about, you know, that 2017-2018 team, seven, almost seven, eight guys are currently on NBA rosters, which is crazy to think about the talent that you guys had on that team. Talk to me about that brotherhood, how you guys have all kind of stayed in touch. Because I saw I saw your, you know, you posted back on IG and you had some heartfelt message about, you know, you guys had talked about this kind of stuff and, and where you guys were at today, what conversation you guys were having back when you guys were, you know, 17, 18 years old, just getting to Kentucky. Talk about that relationship with that squad from 2017. Yeah, man, they're, they're my guys for life. I mean, when you go through a whole college season, you travel, practice every day. Uh, the way we competed every single day in practice, I mean, we always gonna have love for each other. Uh, you know, that's just a brotherhood that you, you know you build for the rest of your life. And uh, man, we had like seven McDonald's All Americans on that team, and practices every day wow. were really, really tough. Uh, Cal made us had us competing, playing one on one, two on two in the post, running sprints. Like we was, we had really a lot, a lot of tough practices. You know, guys got into it, uh, arguing, fighting. I mean, we just really went at it that year, but. I mean, we all gonna be brothers for life. I mean, because that's the relationship that we had and we and we built over that one year at Kentucky. You know, guys went you know, undrafted. Some guys went first, second round. But I mean, that's just ultimately the goal is just get to the NBA. And uh, so that really that message on Instagram was just, you know, everyone really just uh, being proud of each other and how we really, you know, got to where we're at now. And, and just really don't take it for granted. It's really just a blessing. So. We always stay in contact. You know, I play the game. I play the PlayStation sometimes with PJ, and you know, I play against some of the other guys. So you know, we're always gonna have that 
know that relationship that we're going to be able to stay intact for the rest of our lives. And that's what it's about, man. Making those, making those, you know, saying those brotherhoods for for life. You know, you will probably end up uh, being godfather to somebody's children one day or something, or vice versa, man. That's what's up, man. I got a crazy question for you. You know, I played football. I know you're a football player as well. Uh, previously, man. So, did you ever have, or maybe in the NBA now, do you ever do you have any like pregame superstitions, like? We've talked to a lot of people. Somebody, some guys got to chew like fifty pieces of gum. We have people that freaking, or they they got to have like um, no markings, no ink touching their bodies. Arm sleeves got to be a, exactly a quarter inch or whatever craziness it is. Do you have anything like that, man? Uh, man, I don't. I don't think I. I don't think I really have any crazy superstition. I mean, uh, before games, I really like to really just lock in. I mean, I got every 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 athlete has like a playlist, a, a go-to playlist that they really go to that gets them in the mood, that gets them the energy to get ready for a game. But I don't really think I have no really crazy like you no know, handshake with someone or like you know certain music I listen to or food I really like to eat. Because uh, I mean, uh, before the game, I really like to eat light, like just some rice and chicken or like some salmon. I really kind of give me some energy. But I don't think I really have no crazy superstition. Though. Man, that's what's up, man. That's nothing wrong with that. Have you, uh, let me ask you, since being in the NBA, is there any NBA star, any NBA Hall of Famer, or anybody previous that, that you met and you're like, yeah, that, I just met, I just met my freaking hero, or I just met, I can't believe I just met this man. You know what I mean? Is there anybody that you can remember that you were like starstruck? Uh, I mean, my favorite player is uh, Kevin Durant. I think that's been my favorite player my whole life. So, I mean, right. when I got the opportunity to really play against him uh, my rookie year, uh, man, it was, it, was, it was great. I mean, uh, I traded buckets with them. Uh, they ultimately won the game, but it was just my first time playing against you know someone that I you know really watched and really covered, really my whole life. So it was definitely fun. And then I got the opportunity actually to talk to LeBron after my second. I think it was my second year or my rookie year. Uh, we won. We played in New York, and uh, Coach Fizzo actually took me to the back uh, after the game. And after LeBron finished doing his interviews, I actually got to sit there and one on one talk to him. And uh, you know, everyone loves LeBron. I mean, that's that's my guy. I mean, I'm a big fan of LeBron, so I really got the opportunity to really talk to him. You know, ask him questions about him, and he's a real cool guy. We made jokes, and uh, he's actually watched a lot of film on me as well. He said so. I mean, that was just another great opportunity to you know really talk to two legends, two future Hall of Famers. You know, that I really watched their game and really looked up. So let me ask you something, man. Going up and down the court when you played against Kevin Durant, because. Like, the guy that I would probably be starstruck in football would be Ed Reed, right? If I had to play wide receiver against Ed Reed, and let's say I run a route, and he knocks the shit out of me. Like, he knocks me. I feel like I would get him like, hey, man, great hit, bro. Like, that was a you – know, like, man, that was such a yeah, good – Yeah, for real. I mean, Ed, Ed Reed, boy, he was, he was laying that wood back there. Right, back right. He was, he was trying to hit everybody. But I, I think I'd be so starstruck. I'd be, I would forget that my chin strap got knocked off and, you know what I'm saying, like my helmet's rolling on the ground. I'm like, yo, Ed Reed, after the game, can we switch jerseys? Like, did you have that, like, Kevin, when he, like, he shot the ball, you're like, hey – Good job, Kevin Durant. Like, that's a, that's a hell of a shot there, buddy. Good job. Yeah, man. It was actually <laughs> crazy because it was like the first quarter of the Warriors game. We played actually in Golden State. And uh, it was like the first quarter I got a pass, and it was one-on-one, me and Katie on the wing. And I actually got him with a hesitate, and he jumped for it. And I went right past him. I made the layup. And uh, as soon as I made the layup, he said, man, give me the ball, give me the ball. And he really came back down, and he tried to really give me a bucket, and he scored. Like, <laughs> right then and there, I was like, oh, yeah, man. He came to play today. He was mad I just scored on him. Right, 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 right. <laughs> He's like, not this rookie. Not not today. Not today. Oh, yeah, nah. He, he ain't let that one fly. He right. just got the ball back really fast. <laughs> That's funny, man. Hey, hey, Kev, man, so just so you know, we play like a, a silly little game when we interview some people, man. It's, it's nothing too crazy. Uh, it's like a, like, you know, almost like a would you rather, but we like to call it this and that, man. So hang on a second. We're going to play this and that real quick. And this and that is just some, some questions, you know, some some silly questions that we just want to ask you. Try to try to get your mind a little bit, man. George has the first one up, man, and I, I I'm interested to see how you answer the first question right out the gate. All right, so All right Kevin. Cool. So, would you rather have TikTok right now is blowing up? Everybody's on TikTok. I, I, I keep watching Juju Smith Schuster on Sundays <laughs> dance on people's logos during pregame warmups. The disrespect. It's good. Crazy, but would you rather have a million TikTok followers, or would you rather have five hundred thousand followers on IG? 
Now, you're not far away from it because I saw you're about halfway there on IG. So which one would you pick? Uh, actually, I don't even I don't even have an uh, I mean, a TikTok. I mean, uh, my little brothers and little sister actually have them. I and I watch sometimes on the iPad, but I've never really got into the TikTok thing in the app. So I don't even have it on my phone. So I'm like, that's easy for me. I'm going with the 500 Instagram followers. See, and, and, and you're going to laugh, man. I'm a 38-year-old man that loves doing these stupid TikTok videos. Like, my kids got me into this yeah, stupid dude, TikTok I'm, thing. I was I'm like, not, yeah, why not? I'm, not, I'm not a big TikTok fan. So you got to take the 500,000. Ain't nothing wrong with that, man. It's easy. Yeah, yeah. That, was, that was an easy one. Nothing wrong with that. I think I'll take 500,000 Instagram followers right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, hopefully, man, you know, hopefully you get there, man. I'm sure you will, man. Uh, I got a question for you going to your football days here. I, this is going to – I got to know what's going on because there's been a lot of talk with Tom Brady here at the Bucks, and, and George is a huge fan of the Bucks and Tom Brady. He's been struggling a little bit lately, but who would you want to be quarterback? If you were the owner or the head coach or the OC, who would you want as your quarterback? Would you want Tom Brady or Peyton Manning? I think that's, that's, a, that's a tough, that's a yeah. tough one. Peyton Manning, he's one of the greatest – they both one of the greatest quarterbacks ever. All time, but Peyton Manning, he had his whole Omaha stuff where you know he called his own plays and and did whatever he wanted to do. So, and I don't know, man, Tom Brady, he kind of impressed me when he came back down twenty. Was it twenty eight to three against the Falcons in the playoffs? Yeah, man. Which, by the way, I had I had a thousand dollars. I had a thousand dollars on that game, bro. And a thousand dollars doesn't seem much now, but I mean. It's a lot when you're a 30 year old, 38 year old football coach with four kids. You're like, oh God, I need this thousand. So you, you won or you, you won or lost a thousand? No, I won a thousand dollars, man. I was down when it was twenty eight to three. I was already transferring money and getting four hundred one k plans together. I was like, yo, I gotta pay my oh, bet. And then Tom Brady made he made he made it work, man. Bro, did he? And listen to me, I am a dude that's kind of petty when I win. And, bro, I got in the car that same that Super Bowl night. and was like, yo, I'm coming to your house to get the money. Like, I'm not waiting until tomorrow. Like, I want this money right now. <laughs> so, that's- oh, for real, man. Tom, Tom Brady, he's, he's a, that's why after that game, he kind of was like, he kind of had me as the GOAT. Yeah. And he won the ring that year. He kind of had me. And then he won the ring the next was the next year. They beat the Rams, I think, in the Super Bowl. Yep, yep. So, I mean, I, I, think, I think I'm going to go personally with Tom Brady. And, yeah, there's 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 no there's no uh, there's no bad road there taking either one of those guys. You know what I mean? That's a good call, man. Now, Kevin, I'm gonna ask you one that I'm gonna ask you one that's not on here because I was having a conversation with your dad about this, and you know he was like, you know what, George, this is you're gonna, you're gonna get Kevin with this one here. Oh right? boy! And you kind of you kind of talked about it a little bit earlier. So, in your opinion, who is the goat of basketball? Oh boy! You said that one more time. Who is who is the goat of basketball? Man, that's a tough one. I'm a KD fan. I gotta go with Kevin Durant. Oh I get, wow! I, I get a lot of crap. I get a lot of crap for it because everyone don't like the whole Golden State move, but I ain't never switched up. Every every time I get asked that question, I go with Kevin Durant. And there's nothing wrong with it. Even if you went, to, you know, I don't know what what the big hoopla was, but I mean, going to Golden State in my mind was a was a was a good move. I mean, if you look at that OKC team, we talk about it all the time. You know, it was time to move on from that from that era. You know, he, he gave those years to him. He gave Westbrook and Harden was on there and Baca and freaking Perkins was on that team. It was just time. But, yeah, man, that's a good call. I've never heard anybody say Kevin Durant before, man. It's always, you know, I, I did have one guy. Yeah, it's very rare. Everyone, you know, everyone says the, uh, the LeBrons and the Michael Jordans. Right. You know, them, them are only really two names. You hear sometimes you throw Kobe in there. And some of the old heads will say Kareem, but. <laughs> I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with Kevin Durant. You know what? You're, do you know if I asked you? Do you know who your brother took? Who, who he said? He said LeBron. Yeah, man. And when listen to me, I didn't even get the question out of my mouth. I was like, "Hey, who do you think the greatest LeBron?" I was like, "Oh, I was like, how do you know? Oh, I was, yeah, how do you know yeah, I was gonna yeah, ask yeah. you about who's the greatest chef?" Great LeBron. Yeah, great LeBron. He did, man. He gave some good reasons, though. It was like really good reasons. You're like, "All right, man. That's that's uh, that's honorable, young man. I, I can't I can't fault you for that one." <laughs> Yeah, it's definitely tough. LeBron got his reasons why you can consider him one of the great, uh, the greatest of all time. Right, you're right, right. That's, that's what's up, man. So here's going back to to football. Here, let me let me ask you this: Which one would you rather be? Would you rather be a awesome NFL kicker or an average pass pass catching tight end? Oh, I'm going with the kicker. I mean, right. kickers, kickers don't get much love, but if you're a great kicker, you hit game when it field goals, you're not missing extra points. I mean, you're going to get a lot of love. You're going to be in the league 
You're right about that. You know, the, the only the kicker that comes to mind that has his own podcast is, is Pat McAfee, man. You know what I'm saying? He, he placeholder oh, punter. Oh, he was, a, he was in the league a long time. Right, and he was that guy. Now, you know, it's funny. Uh, you're going to laugh about this by being an awesome kicker. Pat McAfee has thrown a touchdown. He has ran for a touchdown. He has he has tackled people. He has he's run reverse. Like this dude did it all as a kicker. And I'm thinking like, okay, maybe he could have played other positions because <laughs> Pat McAfee looked like a little bit of a baller man, other than just a kicker. You know what I mean? Have you ever watched his highlights before? Yeah, kickers, kickers don't get kickers don't get a lot of love, but boy, they do a lot. And mentally, you gotta you gotta be mentally strong to come down there and, and hit game with a field goal with one two seconds left to win the game, or even. To go to overtime, it's a lot of pressure. I give a lot of props to kickers. Yeah, man, absolutely, absolutely. I have one last question for you, and we had a, we asked your brother. I'm not going to tell you the answer, but I'm, I'm going to give you. Well, I probably will tell the answer. I'm not going. <laughs> I'm bullshitting you. I'm, I'm probably going to tell you the answer here. Start a little family beef right before Thanksgiving, but here's 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 you go, man. I got who would win one on one, you or Kobe? You and your brother Kobe Knox. Uh, that's, I mean, that, that's easy. I mean, you know, we all know. <laughs> your brother, put, your brother said the same put, thing though. I know he gonna say he gonna say he gonna win, win. If we really gonna be realistic, if we both playing serious and we go to eleven, I'm I'm gonna win the game, bro. You know what, Kev? I'm not knocking neither one of you. I'm not gonna get into a brotherly love competition. But he didn't make it sound like that, bro. <laughs> he was like, "There's been a couple." I'm, th- I'm pretty, but I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure he went with himself. He probably said that he gonna beat me. I can't guard him, but <laughs> right. if we gonna, if we gonna be realistic, that's, right. that's pretty. That's you know what? That's exactly. I know, what he I know said. exactly what he said. We talk about it all the time. I knew, I knew this. Was, I knew he was. I knew he was gonna say those exact words. I knew that was gonna come out of his mouth. But if we're gonna be realistic, even you guys, you guys will probably take me in a one-on-one. Absolutely. I mean, I, I don't. Want, I hope Kobe. I hope Kobe's not listening to this. I, I mean, I don't want to. I don't want to hurt the kid. I mean, he's a really funny kid. I like your brother, man. So, but yeah, if I had to bet a thousand dollars, you're gonna take me in the one on one, right? Yes, absolutely. I, yeah, I mean, Kobe's listening to this like you, mother. Kobe's like, I'm never doing an interview again. Kobe, I hope you're not listening. Yeah, yeah. I do hope you're listening, so we can see that everyone is taking me to win the one on one. Listen, man. If you guys play one on one, man, I want. I'm not even gonna bring a camera or nothing. I just want to see the game and be like, yeah, he was. He was right. It was. It was a quick eleven. It was, I was, it was a quick I, eleven. I'm hundred percent confident. I'm gonna win the game. <laughs> now, now, Kevin, I'm gonna ask you another one here because we asked we asked your brother the same question too, and he had an interesting take. I asked him, who would he take one on one on the football field? You. Right now, or your dad in his prime, who would you take one on one on the football field, just playing one on one? You guys have to guard each other, like receiver, cornerback. Yes, yeah, receiver, cornerbacks. You guys switch up. You played a four, five, you know, whatever it is. Who are you taking against you or your dad? That's a tough one. That's a tough one because in his prime, in his prime, he he was running some good routes. He was running some good routes in his prime. But right now. I'm too, I'm, I'm too tall. He, 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 I, I jump over him. He's too small. He, he, I, I would, I would be Yo, but Kobe. in his prime, it would definitely be tough to guard him though. In his prime, but I'm like, I'm like a, I'm like, I'm like a Calvin Johnson. Like I, I, I would go up and get, I'll go up and grab those if I had a good quarterback. He, he's not, he's not, he can't jump that high. See there, that's what Kobe was like. Kobe was like, yo, my dad's a dog right now. <laughs> my dad's a dog right now. If I took him over in his prime, he was a dog. He was an even bigger dog back then. So he was taking – you took your dad, man. Oh, no. That's who he took. Oh, uh, okay. I see, I see what we're doing. I see what we're doing. I see what we're doing. <laughs> uh, yeah. That was crazy. He took, he took him. He, I mean, I he did? It's, it's tough. It's tough. It's tough. But Kobe got, Kobe got to put in the fact that he can't guard me either right now. <laughs> See, that's why we do this, man. We love brotherly love, man. And, and you know, going back to, to your dad, man, real quick, uh, before we before we let you go, I know we took so much time, but, yo, your dad was a beast you know, uh, as a football coach, and he demanded a lot. Um, I mean, he demanded 110%, so it's great. I have to tell you, man, it's such a blessing uh, to see you, your brother, and the success that you guys are having. I, I can't tell you how great it is to have Tampa's very own Keep moving, keep pushing, and keep striving, man. So I, I want to wish you great blessings, man. I mean, uh, <laughs> me and George, it's funny. You, and you're going to think it's weird, but we're, we already bought Nick's jerseys with your names on them and stuff like that, oh, man. Wow. Yeah, when you got drafted and 
we're just huge sports fans from Tampa, and we, we always want to represent the, the, the local guys. You know what I mean? Yes, sir. I appreciate that a lot, man. I'm hoping to have a, a great season this year. I mean, I had a lot of fun on the, on the, on the radio show. So, I mean, I appreciate you guys a lot for having me. Yeah, man. Anytime, man. Anytime you want to come back. Anytime you dunk on somebody else. Anytime that game <laughs> happens with your brother, we we might have to find. If I find a whisper like, "Yeah, yo, you know, Kobe and Kevin played the other day," I'm like, "Oh man, I got. I'm gonna call Kevin Knox. Yeah, what yeah, happened? When, when we when we play that one on one, we got we both gotta come on the show. We gotta talk who actually won, and we when he, when he lose, he gotta come on the show. He gotta say that. You know what? Make you know it's done. We're gonna we're gonna have to put you on the on a Zoom or something so we can see if he's lying or. <laughs> <laughs> telling stories, man. Yeah, I want to. I want to see. I want to see his answer then. Yeah. <laughs> when he's got Big Brother in his face, I feel you, man. That's what's up, man. Yeah, man. I appreciate you guys, though, man. For real. Anytime, man. We appreciate you taking the time. Enjoy yourself. Enjoy family. Um, and take care of yourself, man. Like I said, many blessings. Be careful, man. All right. Yes, sir. I appreciate you. Thank. You. If you enjoyed today's podcast, hit subscribe and follow. That we get notified about the show. You can join the debate it gets pretty heated and it's a lot of fun on facebook search on the clock sports talk on facebook on ig you can find us and twitter by simply searching on the clock radio visit our website otc sports talk.com until next time you're on the clock